Hi everyone, <laughs> welcome back to the Roberto Silva podcast show. <laughs> we are trying to concentrate here, but it's being it's annoying me in the back here. You know, laughing about some stuff we're trying to do here. <laughs> but, but okay, it's, it's good, good because he he's come up with uh, a few ideas for for this podcast. I, I felt that was quite interesting with this idea. What's the idea come come out from? Yeah, so well, yesterday I saw you. Um, I saw an Instagram post about Romario, and I knew you used to play with him. So I took a screen grab. No, I, I haven't played with him. Did you? No. What did I message you about him? <laughs> no, but he's a he's a Brazilian idol anyway. Oh, okay. Don't worry. You're not in the, in the no. same squad. No, 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 no. You're not as old as you look then. Miss you, a young guy. Okay. You <laughs> guy. Um, anyway, so I I saw. Um, there was a quote from Johan Cruyff saying, this is Romario. Yeah, he asked if he could have two days off from training to go to the Rio Carnival. And Johan Cruyff said, if you score two goals tomorrow, you can go. After 20 minutes, he'd scored two goals. He said, coach, can you sub me off because my plane leaves in one hour? You immediately replied back saying, yes, this is true. Yep. And this is, this is Romario. Um, so it kind of gave me the idea of, um, one, what a great story. Uh, and two, maybe we can go through and kind of discuss about funny players you worked, you played with, uh, some tricks and funny stories you got from your career for Arsenal. Panathinaikos is the one you just showed me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a good one. Brazil, yeah. <laughs> not, not to do with us. Let's have a look. We can get it with. We can get your son with it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just basically talk about some funny stuff. So let's see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this start was... with Romario. Yeah, this story about Romario, and um, I've heard a couple of times about about uh, what him and uh, Cruyff spoke on that time. You know, he got the carnival <laughs> if he could go or not, and, um, and then I just just to be sure after you sent me the uh, the, the the link. I just uh, have a look about uh, some videos about the interview he did in the past, and this is true. But I, immediately I knew it was true. <laughs> when he sent to me and asked, oh, did, he, did he do that? This is true. He went to the carnival and he scored two goals. Say, yes, this yeah, is true. There's no way it's not true. Yeah, 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 of course. Because, um, and then uh, what was <laughs> really, you know, the, the way when you see the, the, the video, I watched a couple of times, just try to capture some other things to bring to the show. Is that he mentioned that he scored three goals before the the how in the halftime, okay. and uh, he just ran to the when uh, when the referee blow the whistle, you know, for the halftime. He ran for for the dressing room, start having a shower, and uh, the players ask him, well, "What's going on?" What are you doing? I'm going to Brazil. <laughs> and he said, what? <laughs> yes, I scored I score my goals. <laughs> I scored the goals. I spoke to the coach. I'm going to Brazil. My flight goes goes in one hour. I have to go. Right, Just say hello. Stuff. To oh. This was crazy. about his uh, his um, his personality as well. Yeah, it shows his priorities yeah. in life as well. No, but uh, Carnival is a big part in Brazil and um, it's part of the culture. Before, you know, he... He was born in Rio de Janeiro. Get used to to play the carnival every it's year. Exactly, it's part of his culture as well. Mm. And but for European people, they could not understand what carnival is all about, especially in Brazil. 
Exactly. And uh, he made a deal with the, the manager, with Cruyff. He accepted that, and uh, in, the, in the game he scored. He didn't have to run off the pitch. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, he, did his he did his job, and he was allowed to go. So this was attitude for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just, you know, okay, this, I, this, what I, this is my target. If I do it, I'm allowed to. Then on the pitch, he did that. Wow, they spoke to. <laughs> That's did, great. Wasn't there another one you saw about um, when he came back from the World Cup? Like, oh, this well, this is is quite, it's quite hard because um, I think uh, after the World Cup, this from the, his interview, um, I watched, and um, on his interview he said that. Uh, after the World Cup in 1994, he went back a few days later for the preseason. You know, <laughs> not surprised <laughs> from him. But uh, he just came back, and uh, when he arrived, Cruyff called him and said that uh, the players want to to have a a meeting with him. He said, "Okay, I go to the meeting. No problem." He went to the meeting, and then the guys um, start to to tell him he could not not arrive late because everyone was committed, everyone arrived at the right time, and and so on. And he just start. And when they they finish, and he start to you, we played against you, we knock you out in the first stage. <laughs> you, I knock you out in the. Quarter final, you the same final. Okay, just stop say things to me about this because you don't know what means win the World Cup yeah. for your country as I did right now. Amazing, you know? I'm sorry for that, but don't talk this kind of bullshit with me anymore. Yeah, even you finished the game two weeks before me, exactly. Amazing. Exactly. Um, and then we've what would we what did you discuss then? Then you showed me a Panathinaikos clip. Oh, this one is. <laughs> this was, it's funny to see, not if you are in the wrong place. Years ago. <laughs> um, I guess I'll describe what happened. So it's, it's, I guess it's a team lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were at that time. We, we were playing, I think, Europa League on our way game. But I don't remember which opponent was there. Never mind. Um, so it's Luis Garcia, <laughs> and who's the. Daniel Fernandes, the goalkeeper, is a very nice guy, you know. We had a very nice uh, group of players, very nice people. And uh, me and Luis Garcia, we were always close to each other, you know, sitting, yeah, sitting together. Yeah, 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 he's a really nice guy. We were together having lunch. I think we had a game, I think, in the evening or the next day, whatever. And Daniel Fernandes was close to us. And... Um, Suddenly, Luis Garcia just said, oh, let's play a kind of game. And say, okay, which game is there? Okay, take a, a tea, a coffee spoon. Take a coffee spoon, put on your mouth, and then you hit my head. Yeah, on top of the head. <laughs> just put, try to hit Luis's head. Okay, it's all right. Luis was sat in the chair. Just, yeah, exactly. It was okay. But when... Um, was Luis time to do the same with him. Gibri was behind him. Yeah. Gibri said with a big spoon. Yeah. And Luis did the movement but not hit him, but Gibri said. Wow, was Who hit him on the head? Who was it? Gibri <laughs> I could not could not see in the video. But uh, 
Jibilius is here. It was quite hard. We could really Yeah, yeah, we I don't know if his mind was was great. Love after the next game. I think we. This was, I think, the last the last time. But I think there was one before this. You know, and hit twice. I said, "Oh, come on, poor boy," and we we end up laughing. But it's funny from outside, you know. But if you are in the wrong place, it's not good. But we are going to show you later, just for you to have to have a look. And but now people understand what is behind the scenes. So I think it's an old trick. So I've seen. I remember seeing it on social media years and years ago but it makes it even better when you see people professional athletes supposed to be behaving themselves misbehaving at dinner I think it's glorious tea, glorious viewing well we have had a couple of times now as we because when we spoke before about this about these funny things funny stuff players do you know with each other sometimes uh, everything disappears but once we start talk I remember a few things I used to when I when I start play football, I used to work, to to live in a in a club's hot facilities, and we have uh, to share the rooms with many other players. You know, sometimes we have like the double beds. But you know, it's, it's like this. You call yeah. the double bed? Yeah, yeah, bunk bed. Bu- bunk bunk bed. Bunk bed. All right, thank you. And but in some cases, you know, I have like the the normal one. What the guys used to do? They take like. Um, when you take off the mattresses, what what's the name of the other thing oh, called? Sucks. Yeah, yeah. You take this off yeah. and just put the mattresses, yeah, and cover the bed nicely. When the other guy come after the training, he was trying to to lie down. Wow, he just fall into this uh, this space. Did it happen <laughs> you? No, but I, I, I know I, I I never have a problem because I always was very relaxed. About this, but there, there in the um, in the the club and living there, there was few guys. They were a bit naughty, you know, do this kind of thing, do some pranks with some one to another, and um, yeah, I, we had to have some fun sometimes. Okay. Just be careful about what you do, you know, not to harm anyone. But uh, we had to have some fun. Break their legs falling out of a bunk bed. <laughs> it could if it was a bunk bed. <laughs> could be could be a Terrible, terrible situation. But I think that they were not too insane no. in some case. So you never did anything? You never really did too much? Well, you got me a few. few. No, I was one of the guys in this with Luis Garcia. Not like, um, let's say, uh, planning everything, so but supporting. Plan, just support, just like supporting. supporting. Yeah, yeah, just the devil outside. Yeah, do it. Yeah, keep on doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's therefore, not your fault. <laughs> exactly. Nice. What, um, what about any other um, national team stuff? Roberto, Roberto Carlos seems like he's always up to no good to me. No, Roberto. Roberto was, uh, he liked to enjoy the fun things. He, he always was uh, very close, enjoying things. Like, for example, um, the news was quite a funny guy. Yep. And uh, do some fun stuff, you know, talk some rubbish things on a funny way. And um, I think, but most of the time, they, they were trying, like, to make some fun on each other. Yeah. And about the way they say something, blah, 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 whatever. Because, mm-hmm. um, for example, like the news and some uh, many of the other guys, they used to play in, in Sao Paulo's 
you know, in the clubs in, in from Sao Paulo, and they were quite uh, rival from each other. And then that kind of rivalry, sometime, you know, in a in a fun way, came yeah. out. And this is what they used to do. But Roberto Carlos did enjoy, you know, Marcos, the goalkeeper. It was quite fun in the sense of uh, tell, tell the stories for us about yeah. some something else, you know. Every every dinner, dinner almost almost every dinner, we we stayed for about I don't know forty five minutes an hour, sometime more, listen to his stories, uh, funny stories, and make everyone laugh. Nice. That's what we had. Well, yeah. I think we said something. Was it last week you mentioned about like, Kaká and Robinho always going at each other? Oh, Kaká and Robinho, they were very noted against uh, Júlio Batista. Elano as well, I must say that. Because <laughs> there were three against one. Right. Júlio Batista is a very nice guy, but sometimes he pretends to be like, you know, I'm the guy. Yeah. Because of that, you know, the guys, <laughs> he was the target for everyone. Yeah, really. For everyone, many, many times. But Kakaro being and, and Elano was the main, the main brain <laughs> to go on to him, you know, about things, about remembering some stories, some bad things, some, not bad things, some funny things he yeah. he made in the past, you know, bring up to everyone. And everyone laughed, you know, about about it. Oh, so some well, messed up before, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. And this was what they used to do, but it was good. It's a kind of, um, uh, let's say, way of taking off the pressure because uh, when you are for for Brazil, you are under pressure mm. all the time, and um, you had to find a way just to release it a little bit because. Mm. Uh, Take in front of. This was uh, a kind of warming up before the training session. Because uh, we have like the warming up, like a circle. We have sometimes two or three in the middle, depends. But they always target him to put him inside. Not to make the guys inside run, but the the target was Julio Batista to put him inside and therefore make him run. But they always throw him a terrible ball. But always the worst like, ball they tried to him. Um, I remember once we were, I think, Venezuela, Venezuela, or, or I think Venezuela, yeah. and then we were doing the 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 circle, you yeah. know, with the ball, three guys in the middle. Is that if you get the nutmeg, you've got to try and nutmeg them as well. Exactly, exactly. And then we we were, were just start before the the warming up start properly, and um, then he. Out of nothing, he just said, "Oh, the the oh the pitch is fantastic. It's wet, you know. The ball can is like Slightly very nice, yeah. you know. But he, you know, the pretend pretend to be like wow, this ball is going to be nice, yeah. you know. Today, the first ball, somebody uh, put to him very strong. The ball bounced before get into his feet yeah. and hit his uh, his shin." Right. <laughs> Everyone started laughing. <laughs> oh, my friend. How's the boys? How the pitch is like this? <laughs> and everyone, you know, try, try to do the same. And in the end of the day, everyone laughed about this kind of stuff. Just, um, it's a kind of, um, you know, uh, way to relax somehow, yeah. you know, well, just that moment before we start to work properly. Yeah. Started warming up and started the, the training session. Is a, how 
our fun moment, you know, like five, ten minutes, whatever. Our moment, even the coach, you know, Dunga, they allowed us to have this this moment before we start to work series. So it's like getting out of your system. Exactly. Get yeah, out of your system now, right now. Now, after, stop, now, now start things serious. Nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you told me about one, um, I think it was Calatore's. Who? About going to Arsenal. So Calatore's. Um, no, 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 no. Emmanuel Ebuy. Oh, many other people. Yeah, okay. No, no, there, there is a situation of, <laughs> of uh, and the other day I went to an event and Ray Paulo just reminded this, this story again when Colo Turi went for a trial at Arsenal. Yeah. I don't know if I'll, I have arrived. Um, in this day, uh, I don't know, I don't think I was there. But on his first day of trial, his trial, and um, the first ball, I think he kicks, then it's Bergkamp. You know, nobody touched Bergkamp. Everyone respected him, you know. Yeah. Try just, you know, put yeah. pressure, but not kick him, you know, yeah. hard. I think Colaturi, the first ball, and then it's Bergkamp, he smashed him. <laughs> he just looked up to him and didn't say nothing. Yeah. Dennis, you know, Dennis was a gentleman. He's a gentleman. And the second one was on Thierry. Yeah. Boom, smash Thierry. Bang! And uh, Thierry, they say, what's going on? This new kid. <laughs> and Austin kept pushing, hey, come on. Let's keep working, keep working. I think then the ball was coming to the side, on the side, near Austin. And uh, he slid on the floor and hit Austin in the back. He hits one of the players, I don't know who who was the player, and he tossed as well. Yeah. <laughs> and his first day. And uh, I was saying, well, I have to say to somebody, wow, this, this boy got talent, let's sign him. <laughs> but when uh, they arrived in the, in the dressing room, I think Colo was desperate. Oh, no, I blew up everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stay, I'm gonna, not going to stay. But I and signed him, and he had a great time at the club. I think... I think it was either Ray because I've heard this story as well. You obviously know about it. Yeah. But I think it was either Ray Pollard or one of the other senior players were trying to help him. And I said, look, if you want to get win this, Arsenal, Arsenal loves people that goes in for hard tackles. <laughs> They're looking for people to come, come and do it. So when he's here all the time, it's just like, first thing you got to do is you've got to smash this bird camp. <laughs> goes and smashes him. Right, that's really bad. Well Next thing you've got to do, you've got to go and give it, give it some to Thierry Henry. He smashes him and goes, right, you're doing really well now. Now, what's going to really gain the gaffer's respect is if you take him out. And I think I think it was either Ray Parler or um, maybe Paul Merson or someone like that. Well, not Merson. Um, no. one, of the other, one of the other senior players, Tony Adams, said he's got to take said he's going to take out or something. Idiot believed him. No, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they have done something like that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Because I read a story about your trial. Um, and, and Eddie, wasn't it? Eddie was your mate. Not, sorry, not your trial. No, my trial. When, when I first came to, to Arsenal. Yeah, when you were first trying to... Do you, do you want to tell the story or should I? No, you can. Okay. Yeah. If I get it wrong, you can tell yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so I think it was Eddie was saying this. And it was... Um, so they were going, right. Because we spoke about how hard the training sessions were to keep yeah, the yeah. stuff up. And Eddie was saying that your training session, everyone was going really hard. You were kind of quite shocked about how hard everyone was going in. You are kind of going, is this normal? He goes, yeah, don't worry, it's all normal. And about five minutes later, Martin Keown went in for a tackle and broke the leg or the arm of the reserve keeper. 
Oh and no, you... this was um, of course, this was uh, for the Christmas time. Oh, okay. Uh, this, but this was come out quite accidentally. So you yeah. tell the story. I wasted our time. No, no, no. no, but I thought it was a different Why one. The truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, yeah, yeah. The the, the, the situation was like uh, accidentally, you know, when uh, happened with Martin Keon and uh, Hamish Shaban, and just you know, um, and uh, for near there. The, the Christmas uh, the, on the Christmas day basically the Christmas, yeah on Christmas day. yeah on his leg you oh, know, he broke his leg yeah. it was, it was quite terrible yeah well it was quite terrible you know very um, Martin you know felt we were I was very sorry for for both of them uh, for yeah. Martin as well because he didn't mean that you no, know just accidentally but um well the 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 training session was quite hard you know for me. Uh, coming from from Brazil, used to to train on a different tempo, and uh, then. So what was the main difference between training with Arsenal and Brazil? Obviously, Arsenal was very intense, as we've spoken about. What was the difference between Brazil and Arsenal? No, because while you are training in Brazil, in the country specifically, you know you you have the difference of temperature. Everything exactly. changed, you know, because he's fresh. Mm. It's much easier to have like the high tempo and um, for the training session, for the games and so on. Uh, in Brazil, when we, we had like our session, the, the temperature was 25, 30 degrees. Mm. It's quite impossible. You have to adapt to, to the situation you are. And um, sometimes it's, it's, it's very difficult. Mm. But um, sometimes people think you know Brazilian football is slow but when you go there play with this weather hot weather it's not easy to to play and keep the tempo high unless when the game is, is late in the evening about nine o'clock sometime ten o'clock mm. the game starts and then it's uh, is is fresher but um apart from that it's, it's quite hard to keep the same tempo mm. this is what I felt when I first came high tempo the high intensity yeah. and uh, even the training session but after you, you start to understand how things work you know you have to be fast uh, with the ball you have to be very accurate on your first touch your first touch much is, is very important you have to, to control the ball well I remember Pat Rice said, if you can control, you can't play. <laughs> Always said that very loud. If you can't control, you can't play. Well, it was nice, you know, having this kind of, on his way, say the, let, let's say the basic things mm. to everyone, you know, to make everyone understand. If you don't um, accept that, that mm. you have to go back to the base many times, you know, to make things simple and very effective. Mm. Um, otherwise, you're going to face problems during the games and the training session as well, because the, our training session was very intense. The same, sometimes even harder than some other games we played. Yeah. yeah. But because um, what they're asking to do was so, they asked you to do a lot of because the sessions were so longer. Why were they so hard? No, the session was not so long. They were, let's say, dividing in a couple of sets, you know, like, I don't know, 15 minutes you have. Or sometimes one drill of, have like a setup of 10 minutes, let's say that. But in these 10 minutes, you you, you go to your, your maximum. Yeah. Uh, 
of the your intensity many you have to work very hard in this 10 minutes high intensity and um, sometimes the, the, the you know the tackles fly over it's quite normal this was quite normal in our training session but um it's a it's about um, um, our game as well because if it, we didn't train properly on that way in the game we were going to suffer against the opponents we played with mm. yeah <coughs> so there's a lot of stuff based on fitness there's a lot of fitness stuff there's a lot of skill stuff we had we had but many times uh, you know our fitness coach Tony Kobeg worked with us some many drills outside with the ball using the intensity the high intensity all the time even though many times he came out with us do some drills on a physical side you know but putting us to run in the high intensity to do some drills with the ball and run had the ball and do some run this what <coughs> we this was the way we we used to train yeah 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 nice that's good um sorry to unpack of the um what we're off the topic a little bit um then fabregas wasn't there a story about fabregas wasn't he didn't he uh, dress, very bad dressing. Well, <laughs> this is once um, I remember Fred Lundberg brought uh, uh, a fashion magazine to him. Right. <laughs> I think that the guys was sometimes pretend to. Was Freddie's dressing? It was awful sometimes. Yeah, but for I think for his style, it. would fit to him. Yeah, but not for me, for example. No. If I would try to I do something. Now, imagining me with the head, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for Fred, you know, the style he got, you know, for his clothes was fine. But at some point, you know, they were, I just remember once they, they put Fabrica's clothes up to the ceiling. Nice. You know, very high. He could not get the clothes <laughs> back <laughs> because it was. They was start to they start to talk about the clothes from of the players you now right. who were dressing nice or who were not dressing nice. Who was who was dressing nice? So, uh, yeah. Come on. Uh, in fact, I don't know honestly. It was it was very personal. Some style was not was quite strange for me, but um. And uh, Fabricus was average, right. you know. Boyo. Sometimes he was okay. Sometimes, yeah. in general, he was okay. And sometimes have like fun stuff from Emmanuel Boy. I was gonna say Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Boy. Sometimes was quite funny. But I, I don't know why they chose Fabricus. You know, just to put his yeah. clothes. Probably young and small <laughs> to put uh, his clothes up to the ceiling. But he end up laughing about all the stuff you know and then i remember the next we how how, how do you do like um i don't know when you exchange presents we go to somewhere have a normal people like secret santa secret santa yeah so he pulled the name out of a hat oh yes like yeah okay exactly we had that once um we went for a dinner once uh in the central london uh all the players and then we have this secret Santa, yeah. you know, we exchange presents. But um, we, we put a limit in terms of price, not to be 
crazy things, no? It was, not, it was not so high, honestly. It was about 50 pounds, uh, you know, the maximum. Unless somebody else wants to give something else special, whatever. I remember <laughs> Fred gave him a, okay. a fashion magazine. <laughs> because of the, all this, the, this yeah. funny stuff, you know, in the... I don't remember what I've got. You don't remember anything. I, I don't. I, I'm terrible. Stories, no, some, no. <laughs> some, some stories. I'm yeah, terrible. Stories remember of it. Some more stories that you Jabari doesn't remember. No, there's a, no. This is true. It's the kind of uh, some of them. Uh, Sometimes I'm Do much you better. What you I, I think I, I bought a robot. Uh, I, I had uh, Manuel, Manuel, Manuel Munia. I bought him uh, like uh, a toy. Yeah, I have to. I you see, yeah, it takes me time, and oh, so as we, that. <laughs> yeah, come on, maybe I'm too old. I'm too old. You know, I need to reframe everything, trying to nice bring it back. What? You say how nice it was about? Would you remember the present? Then you remember the present, and then you remember who you got. Yeah, I don't remember what I've got. The shit, you give me, and I'm nothing but nice to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I've got, but I remember what I gave it. Yeah, but. Um, and they would have arson Wenger. Sorry? Then they would have arson. No, no, it was it's only the players, only the players. But I think that somebody would, would find something fun yeah, for him if he was there. New Ferrari, maybe. <laughs> New, maybe a small car like this yeah, yeah, for yeah. him. Or, because, no, because um, there was a say, because he never changed his car. He stayed for, no, really? with, with his car for about 10 years. What car did he have? Yeah, I got a, like, a, Mercedes. I don't know exactly what kind of a model C-class, it looks like. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm terrible on this kind of thing about cars. Because car for me is it's just... No, no, it's, it's just a car. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really interested. What was that? Uh, when, you made, when you first... I guess when you, when you got your first contract or when you first started like, signing up for... Uh, decent amount of money. We've never spoken about money and it's not really important. Yeah. But is there, everyone thinks footballers are incredibly wealthy and buy lots of stupid things. As I heard on Peter Crouch's podcast, he spent £50,000 on the slide. Play on the playground. Oh yeah? Yeah, one, another slide that you go down. Yeah. £50,000 on the slide. Oh, maybe it was his, his, his dream. Yeah. To have so one. Was, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was going to see um, if there, if there was one thing that you, when you either won the World Cup or you signed for Arsenal, yeah. or your thing, was there something that you bought yourself to kind of reward yourself? Or is there anything you bought that's been really stupid? Not really. I always thought collectively about how could I help my family, yeah, what could I buy that um, could be useful for us, yeah. you know, and I uh, Growing up in Brazil, my first contract just about, you know, my first contract was very little. Yeah. I, okay, I could save a little, little bit of money just use for myself after when things got better. Mm-hmm. The first thing was how can I help my my parents to to have a better house? Mm-hmm. This is what I, I, I did, what I was my target in yeah. that time he got in the money. Mm. This for me was more important than by mm. anything for me. But it's going to show, throughout every show of the podcast, nearly every show, we all, one of us always talk about our family. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's obviously probably one of the things why we get on because we know family's first before anything. Um, and I guess 
yes, that's obviously from you. Like you say, you're, you gave up football initially because your mother was sick. Yeah. And then you came back to football once you recovered. So, so yeah, I guess it makes sense. doesn't make for a good story, but it's lovely. No, it's, it's nice. <laughs> you said you bought an elephant or a tiger like Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Tyson and three <laughs> no. tigers. I don't know when they were hungry. <laughs> they could, bu- could bite me or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm too scared. Do you know Texas? Yeah. There's more tigers in Texas than there are in the rest, of the, country, the rest of the world. I didn't know that. Interesting. It's unbelievable. What's wrong we'll with people in Texas? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'd never go out, would you? No, 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 no. Imagine no if you left, got drunk and left the keys. No yeah. way, no way, no way. I would not go out in the evening. Well, my, my great-granddad had a pet cheetah. Interesting. Yeah, fact. No, it's great. It's interesting I've said in 10 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true, you know. It's like... Um, for some people, you know, when they... When, when I say something about my... Uh, my childhood, how it, it began in football, something like that. For some, it might sound a bit sad, you know, because what I had to give up to help the family, but what happened with my family, my mom, my mom especially. But um, I, 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 when I speak to this, these things with my family now, you know, my wife and kids, my wife, you know, she's very sensitive and she say, oh, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. I say, no, no, no. Listen, it's good for the kids to understand yeah. where I come from, where mm. I came from, and what's their, where they come from too. Yeah, somehow. Exactly. Too. They are part of the history. It's, it's important for them to understand that things not come easy in life. You have to work hard. Mm. You have to believe. You, fa- you are going to face a lot of challenges in life, a lot of difficulties. And um, it just, uh, let's say, is a tough story can be if you look on this way what but I can but you can look on a different way say okay what can I learn how can I learn from this mm. how can I be a better person you know how can I help somebody else how can I do better in life mm. it's just about giving them like a different story from what they've got now mm. uh, to think um, not as the same kids from this generation, yeah. from that generation. Because three generations ago. Exactly. But, you know, we have like, I've got three kids, you know, one, one boy 18, one girl 17, the another uh, 12. But I see the, the 18 and 17, they are very close, but different personalities. You know, they have uh, things they like, you know, the way they like, totally, completely different from each other. Because they are different personalities. Mm-hmm. And then you have to respect that. But what I try to give them uh, when I tell a little bit of what I, ha- I have done in life before football is just for them to have a picture or, of um, where they came from. Yeah. Because even though they, they haven't experienced these kind of things I have done in the past, but understand that... Okay, now we can um, can enjoy life in a different way from my parent, my, my father. But there is a lot of work behind. Yeah, there's a lot of work behind, and uh, this is what I always have to uh, to to see as an, a good example mm-hmm. to go through my when I have any problem mm-hmm. in the future or I don't know tomorrow, next week, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is why I just encourage them. You know, mm-hmm. not. Oh, I'm sorry for my dad. He had to 
they had this 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 poor life in the past. No, mm-hmm. just to give them. Listen, I have gone through this. If at some moment in your life you have to face some challenge, yeah, you know, just be strong, hold on, be be patient, uh, resilient, and uh, work work hard. Well, I think it shows tells the story. Obviously, you know, spoken about numbers times, despite and as well as on the podcast. I think. Um, I think it tells you a lot of stories. One is how important families is, and that that's something you've got to put family above everything. And but then you actually went back to it, so it's almost like a great. They should make a movie at you, the Invisible Movie. Um, <laughs> so it tells you back. So then it takes back actually it teaches you patience. Yeah, yeah. So you know, always keep striving, you always keep trying because you didn't, you went back to football at nineteen. How when I think wasn't your eighth cap for, for Brazil World Cup final or something crazy like that? Ninety eight. No, yeah. Yeah, the science, yeah. I was expecting the 100 to be in the final. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that. But it teaches you, like, long term. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, you've got the World Cup winners. Well, we went through. In fact, this is a good plug for next week's. In fact, when is this coming out? So last week's YouTube video, which is us going through, remember, bringing the World Cups and your trophies and stuff, or medals and stuff. But yeah, so, I mean, it's a great message to, to tell people. You know, if you're going through a bit of a hard time, you know, it's not it's not always over. It's, as they say... It's only, you've only failed when you when you give up. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's very easy to give up. Yeah. Uh, when you have any, when you face any challenge, it's very easy to uh, just let it go. Okay, I'll try something else. But if you believe in something, you have to try. Go as much as you can. You know, make all the effort to you you need to achieve what we expect. Mm. Because in the end, you might fail, mm. but you have tried. Mm-hmm. You have, let's say, taste every step. You have uh, gone through all the the way up. If in the end, you know, does not work, okay, I, you you can say to yourself, I have done everything I could, did did not work. Or if there there is another chance, you try on a different way. Yeah. But um, it's just about learning, learning, be persistent. Yeah. And patient, resilient. Resilience is yeah. very important because yeah. sometimes it will be painful. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be easy. People say no to you. Sometimes, you know, you are going to listen not nice things. Yeah. And you have to close your ears about this. Close your mind sometimes. Yeah. But uh, keep with your beliefs. Because mm. as long as you keep your with your beliefs, you might have a chance to succeed and work hard for it. Yeah, I think this is the point. I, I, I ch- listen. I try to make things simple for me. Mm-hmm. You know, for my kids now, I I try to help them understand that they can make things much better for them if they make things simple. Mm-hmm. Make things simple, step by step. Mm-hmm. Don't think you know. Don't put too much things. You cannot be achievable mm-hmm. uh, for you, or it maybe put too much pressure on you. Uh, when you want to, you have a goal, trying to have a goal, something that can be achievable for you. Mm-hmm. It's not in short term, maybe medium, medium term, maybe long term. Yeah. Then go uh, in every step you need to do. Yeah. This is the point. No, absolutely. Nice. Um, what are you talking about next? Oh, yeah. Do you show you, remember you, were talking, you showed me, remember I said we maybe do something about the funny stuff in football? Yeah. You showed me talking about this guy Kaiser. 
He's a Could you believe? Could that. could you believe this kind of thing <laughs> happen in football? I'm still in shock. I know, I know because a friend of mine used to to talk to me about this guy before, you know, many years ago. I I I never believed on him. Uh, oh, this guy, his name is Kaiser Carlos Kaiser. Mm. You know, uh, he was supposed to be a football player, but he never played a game. No. He hardly. I came on and I'll play a few minutes, always have an excuse. And I said, nah, this this can't be true. Yeah, yeah, this is true. You know, there's a lot of players he played with, like uh, Renato Gaúcho, Ricardo Rocha, you know, these guys, they, are top, they were top players in yeah. Brazil. They played in the national team and they know, they know him quite well. I said, nah, this is not true. What, I, what we did? Uh, I I try I I went to check this these stories. I went on YouTube, and now he got a movie. Yeah, he just got a movie, isn't he? But like, can you it. believe that? He, how long was his career? About twenty years. Yes. Playing football or pretend to play football. Seventy-three to ninety-two, I think it was. <laughs> and uh, he had about twenty-five to thirty games. Yeah. I don't know if it was full game. No, he had or, seven games. Uh, seven. Seven. Yeah, but it's crazy. <laughs> so what he's basically doing is he go to a club, get a short-term contract, yeah, right, and then get one of these players that you name, one of these football legends, to vouch for him and say, yeah, he's a good player, you should sign him. So they sign him on like, a three-month contract and he'll go and become friends with the director of football and all the chairman and stuff. Exactly. So get in there and then the first day of training, he'll pretend he's injured himself. You're always like that. You know, well, the video I watch of him... And I say that he he had everything on his mind what he had to do. He he signed the contract, but he was there not to play, just you know to be part of the environment and get the money, whatever. Well, it does. But uh, yeah, I know the the status of uh, football and was for him something you know amazing. Yeah. And um, but he had things in mind. He's a kind of genius, you know, yeah, <laughs> in this way. <laughs> <laughs> he is and um, I just you know always told the guys just leave the ball he tried to hit the ball and miss the shot the shoot and felt on a, his hamstring something like that and the, the strange things you know on that time there was not much at I don't know if they didn't bring the players very often to have like uh, MRI or some. They, I think they they did, but I don't know if it was very very uh, used in football or I don't know very common yeah. on the, in the clubs he play. I don't, I'm not so sure. The, what I he said is that what he says that um, he had like a, a dentist. That was a friend of him. Yeah. He always gave him a prescription about he had a problem with his teeth because of that. <laughs> and of course, a problem with his muscle. Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> it's absolutely shocking. When you when you you hear this story by somebody else talk to you, you say, "Nah, it's not true. Right. Nah, it can't be true. It's impossible to be true." You have to watch the video. Yeah, just to understand this already happened and another thing is that 
you know, the guys said in the video, they are not really sure if 100% the stories he, he said is 100% true. Yeah, I wouldn't trust a single thing he says. <laughs> you know, the one, there, there is one. He was on the bench playing for a club called Bangu from Rio de Janeiro. Uh-huh. And uh, the chairman of the club was kind of... Uh, uh, you know, a, a guy, important guy on that time. Uh, yeah, I think he got a, he owns kind of a gambling uh, business or something. Huh? You don't want to get yourself into trouble. Yeah, but they 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 call him a kind of uh, I don't know godfather. Uh, godfather, something like that. Okay. They call him uh, in Rio de Janeiro, Castor de Andrade. And uh, in Brazil, they call Jogo do Bicho. It's like um, uh, he run this kind of a gambling game called Jogo do Bicho. It's like animal game, something like that. Okay. They had the numbers and so on. I think they still have this kind of game in Brazil. Okay. <laughs> and um, and then it, it, this guy was the, the chairman of the club. And he, he phoned the, the manager, put him now, you know, we need a better result. And um, and then the, the the coach said to him, "Warming up, you are gonna come in." He said, "Oh my God, what's gonna happen now?" <laughs> he tried to think, you know, to be fast thinking about what he was going to do, and um, he tried to look around, see where he was going to start to warming up. The place he had to go, he went on the the opposite. Opposite. Right. <laughs> he went on the, the the wrong place, not the same place he had to go for the warming up. He went there. He was there. Everyone shout on him, you know, oh, say bad things about him, yeah. about his uh, his lack of games. He was uh, a joke, blah blah blah. I think he's, they said something about the chairman, mm. and uh, immediately he just jumped out of the fence. Right. And fight with the guys. Right, the, the spectator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the fans, you know, just on the other side of the fence. And he came back, the referee gave him yellow, a red card. He was relieved. Right. <laughs> he was relieved, you know. And then he went to the, dress, the, the dressing room after the game, and um, he was, sat, you know, expecting, you know, to, to get a shower, whatever. And then the players started to, to tell him, Come on, the, the chairman is going to kill you today. You know, it's not going to be good for you. And uh, he said, he was trying to think what he was going to say. And suddenly the chairman arrived and came to him and he just came up. You know, he just, he was sat and he came up and uh, said to him, listen, I know you are angry with me, but... Um, um, you are a father. I don't have a father anymore. You became like my father. Right. <laughs> you became like my father. Wow. And when those guys in the back I was uh, having a woman up, started to say bad things about you, things you do wrong and so on, I could not help myself, you know. Right. I just had to go there and fight them. No, that won't say anything bad about me, but I can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just about, you know, what? A kind of personality he was. A kind of genius. If he'd applied himself in something else, he probably could have been quite a legitimate person. But now he's he's the most famous footballer never to play football. Never play football. Yeah, he became famous for uh, not like 
never played football. While he was, you know, for more than 20 years in the football clubs, you know, he said a lot of stories, say that he played abroad and so on. But the point is true enough. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah so his name broke Carlos Kaiser. Carlos. Carlos Kaiser. Carlos Henrique Kaiser. Yeah, so go and check him out. <laughs> he, he got a move now. Yeah, yeah he's got a movie. He became famous. I'll not play football. Many players play football for, I don't know, legitimate football yeah. for 20 years. Never got a movie. Yeah. Never got a movie. 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 That's great. Interesting. Any funny stories anymore? I guess there is a lot, you know, but. You can't remember them. I, I need to. I need to give you a week. Refresh my mind. Yeah, yeah. I try to remember. Call. I'm go. I'm gonna call for my friends. I have some friends. They have some nice stories, you know. But uh, the hardest thing, you know, most of them are, uh, you know, the Brazil, the Brazilian guys. Sometimes I try to find uh, like the best words to translate in English. Yeah. It's quite hard. But Vampeta, Vampeta was, oh, was brilliant. Amaral was really nice guy. And but Van Peter, he got a lot of stories. He, it's unbelievable. Right. So many stories. He, I, I, I try to bring some so of. Uh, a month. We'll do this one again. No, I, 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 I'll, I'll say. I, I'll make my, my way okay. of doing this. All right, I'll, find, I'll wait for you to come back to me and see when they're funny. No, that's good. I'll try. I'll try to make a, a nice one. Well, you don't make a video of me. You don't need to make any more pranks than me. <laughs> <laughs> and today, today was been, too bad. And today, today was being. I've been nice. We've actually been quite pleasant to each other. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. said you called me annoying. <laughs> At the beginning of the podcast, you said I'm annoying you. <laughs> no, but it's good. I'll, um, I'll work on in uh, different stories just to bring for the next show. See you soon. Bye bye. Cheers, guys.